like there's so many topics just unraveling this year in the sport and other things. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like they just like go in. There's like a part of me that just wants it to end. But, it's but there's like, also this train wreck side of it. You're like, how far is this going to go? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, right now, like at least like it's like all like the noble um, jerseys being like, all right, they basically just had a popularity contest. Cool. That's how I'm taking like that entire jersey. That's all it is. Whoever yeah. has the most reach on social media. Yeah, and it's like slightly deterring from the drug sanction, like the dr- failed drug test, and um, like I just saw that like there's a team from Atlas Games now, like like the sixth place team's going, but no one knows which team tested positive yet. Interesting, considering so, it's like what two weeks away. Yeah, exactly. I feel so bad for them. So, yeah, if if we randomly got a call, uh, like. I mean, we got ninth. There's, like, literally no way. But I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know how we do it. Like, right now, nothing, I'm, like, the, I'm the only one going to the games from the other no, team. So Nothing's impossible because, what was it, the top four teams in South America all popped? This is true. This is and true. Then like or fifth and, fifth and sixth got called, and they're like, there's no way we compete. Like, not a chance. Yeah. Or, oh, my gosh. No, I think my – I think, it, like, one of the South American teams – like declined like yeah. i think it was like the third place yeah, team like, was nope. just like no <laughs> like what well what's the point of even competing in the semifinal in the first place if you know like if you're not ready to go and i think part of it was a visa issue too so like right. i think that's one of the reasons why one of those teams declined they just couldn't come period right so why even I, compete like, no exactly i like i have no clue and I mean, it just, like, brings me back to, like, I think about, like, the sanctioned events, and, um, like, I didn't, like, consider, I mean, I knew I wasn't going to get, like, prize money or anything, but, uh, like, I did Filthy 150, and I was like, man, like, I didn't get a visa to, like, if I won money, I don't, I couldn't have taken it. I would have been like, all right, nope, I have to go back to America and, like, lose out and prize money. Yeah. Ooh, that sucks. That is interesting to think about. I've never even thought about that before. Yeah, like I've no, like I wonder like how many times like, what if like athletes just went over didn't think they'd win or anything and then like win money and then like just lost out on it. Ooh. Wait, just talk to me about so because they don't have a visa they can't collect a check. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like they would need like some sort of like business visa. Dude, I'd be like, just give me cash. What? We're going to the ATM. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, just be like, give me ca- like, just cash. Like, just cash in the country. That's right. Let me cash my check. Venmo me. <laughs> literally. <laughs> I mean, you could anymore. That's made it so much easier. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. All right, Hannah Hardy. What's good on a Thursday? Oh, dude, Thursdays are my long day. Are but- they? Do you yeah, train on Thursdays or is that your rest day? Um, it's it's like an active recovery day. So I guess I mean in a sense it's I still train kind of. So uh I coach in the morning. So I coach five and six fifteen AM and then between and then I'll typically swim or do like some sort of like machine workout. So just breathe hard. And then from eleven to six I'm in clinic. So you're a regimented person. Is every day like this? Every uh, day is completely mapped out, Hannah Hardy style. Oh yeah, 
Oh, yeah. So it's either it literally goes, I'm in clinic for seven hours and I train or I train and go to the clinic for seven hours and then come home, try to relax and then go to bed as soon as I can because I am like zapped every Dude, day. And then maybe on the weekend I get like some social interaction. You're drinking a lot of Good Habits coffee, aren't you? All the coffee in the world. <laughs> I literally run out of bags so quickly. It's so bad. Like I, I like I'll go and I'm like, oh man, I have two bags. It's gonna last me forever. And then I swear it's like a week and a half later, I'm out. Just ran. I'm like, I'm like, oh no. Yeah. So are you the type of person that can drink coffee and then go lay down and just completely go to bed? I have to have like some break time. Like if I drink it right now, it would probably like I would. I want to be like stir crazy, but I'll just stay awake. Well, I had this ha- I had the we had this conversation with your partner Dan um, a couple weeks ago, and apparently I don't drink real coffee, which I agree with. You know, he <laughs> he's right, but like I can drink I can drink coffee with the not the real stuff, the K cup stuff right now as we're having a conversation, and normally I do. Zach can vouch, and I will I will go to bed as soon as I get home and sleep, but I'm not drinking that good habits coffee yet, so. Oh my gosh, no, you need to get on it. I know, I was like, telling Zach that. I was like, man, you I feel to- terrible that now we're talking to Hannah like three day- three weeks later and I still haven't gotten online and bought a- bought my Good Habits coffee yet. I keep meaning to, but I haven't yet. But by the time Being Dan listens think- to this, I will have a bag of coffee. I don't Please. think you've ever tasted really good coffee, so this is going to change your life. Well, I did have Good Habits coffee at Fittest. I had their uh, their cold brew. Or their shot, whatever it was. The shot of, uh, I think it was a shot. Or maybe I drank it like a shot. That's what it was. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe we just need to send you like a reusable K-cup. So like that way, like you just like pop no. it in a machine or anything. No, Dan pretty much, he pretty much, he pretty much told me that K-cups are the worst thing in the world and I should never drink them again. So I'm taking his word for it. I'm going to throw that thing out in the in the backyard and blow it up or something. And get a legitimate machine so I can be on your guys' level. Okay. Well, if you do that, if you like blow up your Keurig, please get that on video and we will put it on. Dude, let's do it. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that for sure. All right. So, Hannah Hardy, um, your your name is one of those names where you have to say the first and last name. You know how some people like you can just say like my last name's Carter. So for the longest time growing up, people actually thought my name was Carter. Because it's just one of those last names that you just go with it. You have one of those oh, yeah. names where Hannah Hardy. You've got to say both names at the same time. No, so that I mean, I can't be the first that person up. that said that. No, you are not. So I literally grew up my entire life being called Hannah Hardy. Well, it <laughs> happened because there was also another Hannah in my grade, and her name was Hannah Hunt. So oh, we my. like we couldn't oh. even do the Hannah H. Yeah, you thing. can't do Hannah H. No. So I was literally Hannah Hardy. And oh my gosh, my mom absolutely hated it. She was like, that is such a Southern hick name because I mean, I grew up in Southern Virginia. Uh, so every, you know, everybody has the country twang. Sure. And like, I can't believe that's catching on. I'm like, why did you name me Hannah? I think she just wanted me to like have the middle name, but it wasn't like my middle name's Anne. It's like a family maiden name. So it didn't catch on, but Hannah Hardy catched on. So I have a cool superhero name. Yeah, definitely. Oh, what yeah. is your? What is it? Go so Hardy. Oh, go. Th- <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. So we, I first saw you at Crash Crucible. Maybe it was two years ago, or maybe it was last year, your first year. I don't know. Have you oh, been there? Last year was my last year was my first. Okay, year. so that was the first time I ever saw you compete in person. Um, but I had heard of you before um, through the CrossFit world. How long have you been a part of the CrossFit world? Okay, so tell I've us been your a part story. All right, so I started CrossFit. Well, I found it in 2013 uh a family friend did it and well i watched the crossfit games on espn with my dad and my dad said hey our family friend does that i'm like she does not do this i mean i'm like literally watching like the 2013 crossfit games and he was like yeah it's like somewhere in richmond virginia i was like okay so you know i go to a gym and i'm like oh it's not the games but i was so like i was so impressed at everybody there i was a about to start my junior year in high school so but i didn't really start until 2015 i decided not to play basketball because i am 5'4 and that's not a good sport for short people and from there it just took off i did it through undergrad and um that's what like that's what made me choose chiropractic and being in chiropractic school and you know that's pretty much it what else do you want to know that's cool. So you grew up in, in Virginia, and was basketball like your go-to up until about junior year? Is that what you grew up playing? Uh, I pretty much played every sport. So from, I'd say like my main sport was actually swimming. And I did that from 6 to 12 year-round. And then as soon as I had to commit to two-day practices, that's when my mom said, hey, instead of waking up at 5 a.m., you should try ball like other ball sports. So uh, I played tennis, volleyball, basketball, softball, you name it. Um, I just was that like three, four sport athlete. Yeah. And uh, it was one of those things where I was average at the sport, but I loved the conditioning side of things. So if you gave me laps, suicides, anything like that, I was your girl. If you gave me, if you said, please play the sport, I was like, I don't really have the sports specific skills i'm sorry yeah that's not normal that's not that was like everybody's least favorite part of sports was conditioning oh my gosh that was like my absolute favorite i felt like i could like excel at that you were you were the reason that (laughs) you were the reason they had more running they'd be like oh hannah hardy's not tired we can keep going that was pretty much it. Like, I don't know. I, I, suicides were awesome. Nobody That's liked why, you, like, did they? The no, did you have a lot of friends? Um, I think I had a lot of friends. <laughs> I, but maybe I didn't. I don't know. I don't, keep, I don't keep in contact with a lot of my high school friends. So maybe I don't. That's too, like really sad. I was too busy conditioning and working out and making everybody's lives miserable. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I feel so bad. Yeah, no one... No wonder I don't keep in touch. I mean, I did. I'm not the best person to interact with, like, through, like, messages and social media anyway. I'm giving you a hard time. I'm sure you have a lot of friends in high school. No, I hope so. (laughs) I hope they listen to this and, like, are like, man, maybe I should talk to Hannah. Maybe I should reach out to her. She feels kind of, she (laughs) seems kind of lonely, man. (laughs) (laughs) No, she just, like, she just shipped herself out to Florida. She just left the state entirely. Yeah, so so how did that happen? You did undergrad. Uh, where'd you do your undergrad at? Uh, so I did it at the University of Virginia. Okay. Yeah. And what so, was your under? What was your major in? Uh, kinesiology. Oh, fun times. Yeah. So, cool. 
Um, so did that. I graduated in three years. Uh, I took a gap year, just lived with my parents and did um, a full year of just CrossFit coaching. And then I came down to Florida. I'm in the Tampa, St. Petersburg area for mm-hmm. chiropractic school. Cool. Specifically. Did you know when you were doing undergrad that you wanted to eventually go into chiropractic? Absolutely no idea. I actually went into UVA thinking I was going to go into the military. I had a Naval ROTC scholarship going in. And a week before I was supposed to start school, they notified me saying I was medically disqualified and took away my scholarship. Why? For what? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah. So uh, I I have a history of anorexia nervosa and some health complications that came from that. So because of that, they just instead of like uh, asking for a waiver or um, just my mental status or health status at that point, they said just no. They just wanted perfect specimens and just decided to like just you know cut me off. Like no. literally, as I was supposed to go to um, like they have like a week long like boot camp just to I don't know get us into the. Um, division there sure. and yeah it was i like contacted the rtc people at uva and i said hey did you get word of this and they said yeah we just did do you know anything about it i said no that's why i'm calling you and that like pretty much rocked my world so i just did like a complete 180 uh i got into uva on like through the kinesiology program mm-hmm. once i got the scholarship had to back out because uh the navy didn't consider kinesiology a science which was weird really interesting yeah yeah i think because with us it's at our education school so they just didn't put two and two together huh and i was but i was like whatever i wanted to go into the military so I said, okay, it's fine. So transferred out. And then at orientation, I will, right before going, I just told admissions, I'm like, hey, is there any way I can get back in the kinesiology program? Because it was very, it's very limited. There's only 100 people per uh, yearly class that mm-hmm. get to go in. And I said, hey, like, this is what's, what happened to me. This is how I got into UVA. Is there any way possible that I can get back into the program? And a day before classes started, that's how they said, hey, you're back in, change your entire class schedule. I'm like running around with Google Maps because I have no clue how to navigate, you know, grounds, just trying to find somebody or a professor that uh, that was in the department that could help me out being like, hey, I just joined kinesiology. What do I need to learn? And yo, at least crazy. you had Google Maps. <laughs> I was just oh talking God. about that today in the clinic because I'm a, I'm a physical therapist. So I, uh, I was talking to some patients about this today, actually. I, was, I had some young folks in there, and we were talking about the iPhone. And I was like, I was a junior in college when the iPhone 1 came out. Oh, my gosh. And up until that point, we didn't have smartphones. Zach, do you remember what? the computer lab at Grand Valley State University? The old one? The old one, like in Padnos. <laughs> yeah, yes. so me and Zach went to the same undergrad, and okay. we're a little bit older than you. I'm, I'm a lot of bit older than you. And uh, we, we had the computer lab, and it was unlimited. It was like built into our tuition, an unlimited amount of printing. 
And so we would be at these computer labs (laughs) and that printer would be printing and printing and printing constantly. And you'd be waiting in line to get your paper from the printer from all these printouts from the desktop computers in the computer lab. Oh my gosh. I know. You had a that good and a you of- and you had Google Maps to find your way in kinesiology. Good for you. I'm glad. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I had Google Maps. I didn't need to print out a single thing. Yeah. For my program. That's Maybe awesome. I did. Maybe I had to turn in a paper or something like that and I had to go to the library. Yeah. You do you were you were charged for printing them. Uh, yeah, see, that was built into our tuition at that point. But it makes sense that you would be charged for it now because you really don't need to anymore. I don't know. Right now, I mean, at least in chiropractic school, what I do, I mean, I'm like trying to earn my money back. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I literally get all the surgical masks. I take a new one every day. I'm like, I'm getting, I'm earning like point zero zero one cent of my tuition. There back you go. Every time I use a mask, um, we like steal paper for like scratch paper, like letterhead, like nice paper. We're like, okay, this has to be worth like at least like two cents or something like that. So we slowly try to get our money back or waste it. I don't even know. Souvenirs. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So when you're in undergrad, you said that you were you were training for CrossFit. Is that correct? So yes. was that was that a big time focus for you in undergrad? Like I, at that point, regionals was a thing. Were you trying to be a regionals athlete at that point? I, I was, but I think I had the expectation that I wasn't like good. I wasn't good enough, at least at that time. I really like got into CrossFit because of the team competition. And so with me, I was just trying to find um, either five at one point, you know, like the six man team, like so five other people, or once it went to three people, three people who wanted to go after regionals. And I mean, I, it was so hard to find that many people who like wanted to, you know, dedicate time and effort to get the regionals. Mm-hmm. So, um, we'd have like, like people like here and there, but we could never like have like a full team. Sure. So, um, so I was just training just in case I finally got an opportunity to be on a team at some point in the future. Um, but that was like pretty much my whole undergrad. I feel like I spent way more time with the people like, you know, who lived in Charlottesville that went to the gym than actual students at the university. <laughs> so what what made you gravitate more towards the team side of things rather than individual at that point in your life? Hmm. I don't know. I I was always gravitated towards team. I love the I love the synchro movements. I love the worm. I thought it was super cool just seeing what a team of six or a team of four could do together. And I, I, I mean, since I played a lot of team sports growing up, I think it was me really missing that team camaraderie and seeing that I could do it in CrossFit. I was like, why, like, why wouldn't I go that route? Right. So it's still like something I like, I, I still appreciate team more than individual to this day. I hear you. And as like a spectator too, it's growing because with the individuals, it's that one person that's been kind of pulling away the last couple of years. But with team, to see four people that in sync and in tune with each other is really cool to see. And like more and more people, I think, are re- recognizing that and are gravitating more towards that as athletes as well. Right. And I think it's really cool seeing 
like now Annie's in the team division. Mm -hmm. So we're starting to finally get some of the individual athletes rather than retire say, Hey, why don't we just pull four of us together to make this super team? Uh, that's what I really liked about the sanctionals era. So now like we get that again. So I think the team division is going to be really cool. Like in the next few years coming up. I agree with that. I was, I was kind of, disappointed when they announced it was going to be the affiliate cup again because i was like man I, i'm not interested in that i really enjoyed yeah. seeing these teams come together um and now that they kind of bend the rules to the way you know you can make super teams again i think it makes things so much more interesting so right. si side note real quick do you think rakovich has a chance against mayhem freedom at all uh no i think it's gonna be exciting but i don't think they have a chance see I've got them as my ringer. I think they, I think they stand at the top at the end of the weekend. I don't know. I don't know. That, I think that's the only team in that. So, that are you saying that, because, Zach? Are you saying that because of wishful thinking, or do you legitimately think they're going to do it? Like, you think um, they have the talent? What, what I watched them do, a through the open and b through their semifinal, was nothing short of impressive. And like, for being such a younger team working together, they were really cohesive. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Really fit. I guess. I guess with me, it just like reminds me of when, um, like when CrossFit Krypton put a team together, and oh, yeah. it's like they still they had four fit individuals. Whereas even if Mayhem didn't have like that caliber of people on the team, they still outdid them. Because I think, I mean, I think everybody at the top, whether it's Mayhem, Tia, um, Matt. Froning, I mean, now, uh, now, even in a sense, Justin, it's, you know, because you've stood on top of that podium, you have this air to you that you're just going to be a dynasty and not a lot of people realize that anyone's beatable. It's kind of like, oh, all right, this person won. All right, everybody's getting second, even though, yep. like, even if Justin won only one year, I feel like that's still, that's still coming into play. They just assume that. Now Justin's going to win for the next, yeah. you know, 10,000 years. Well, that's all we've ever really known in the sport. Right? Wait, it's like, that's all we've really known in the sport. You had Rich who, you know, went four. Then you, the next person, Ben Smith wins. But he was always in the mix anyways. And then Matt going back to back to back to back to back. Right. Like, and that's true. The, the, especially on the men's side, you've never really had a champion dethroned, right? Because the year Ben Smith won, Rich Froning wasn't participating. So right. he didn't really dethrone him, and Matt Fraser hadn't won one yet. So really, in the era, in the modern, I guess what we would call quote-unquote modern era in the men's side, nobody has really been dethroned, which is right. very interesting to think about. Also, you know, something um, in Zach's corner when it comes to team, usually the team that usually wins is the team with the fittest females too. So when you right. have an Annie Thoris daughter who is easily the fittest female in the team field, that could play into it a lot too. Yeah, and as like I could see that. Um, it's 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 so hard for me to say because, like, I think Taylor and Andrea are monsters. I think as a duo, they're. I mean. I like I personally think they're the best in the team field whereas yeah. I don't know if Annie and Lauren together I mean I think they're going to be it's going to be a fun match to see because it really is dictated by your girls. Yep. Um unless you just unless you don't have the guys that can at least keep up with like the average 
guys. Um, so it's it's gonna be super interesting. I I really think it's gonna be close, but Mayhem ha- like I don't want to say they've had a weak link, but their weak link typically has been their second guy. And now with Sam, I I don't see any weak link. Yeah, I agree with that. One hundred percent. That's so hard to like you want to admit, but it's just when they're good, they're good. Yeah. But like I said, I'm I'm really excited. I really think R- Reykjavik's going to give them a run for their money, but I think Mayhem's still going to win it. Yeah. Do you think Independence gets on the podium? In my opinion, no. Um, I think they have a few more holes that at least like teams like Oslo or Urban Energy from last year uh, and a few other teams that are going on. The Mufla Fast Lift Heavy team. Um, yeah, there's quite a few that I think are uh, can definitely get that third spot. That And I, I think Independence is going to be top 10. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to be third. So as a fan of CrossFit, you know, most people who are super into CrossFit, they're like really into the individual side. And if the team side is on, they'll, they'll throw it on and on the background. Or, you know, some people will watch it if Mayhem is in that heat or something like that, but they might fast forward the first like two or three heats. Are you the kind of person who's going to watch the team side heat one through heat five? Oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I mean, to think like I was – like I was there last year, either in that first heat or you know in the third heat when it was only like ten, um, ten teams per heat. So I love the team division. I I think it's so cool and just to see like the caliber of athlete from the bottom to the top. It's just like such a vast difference. It's like a different games once you're in the final heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like and I love it. I mean, I'm going there this year to coach our team from West Chase. So I think I'm just going to only watch the team division. And then if I see individuals, cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're like, on the opposite yeah, spectrum. Like the yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. Um, so talk about your kind of growth then through undergrad. And then you get to chiropractic school down in Florida. Uh, what year are you in right now? Uh, so we go by trimesters and I'm in try nine of 10. So I graduate in December, which is awesome. I'm ready to be a doctor. So you've been down there for a little bit then. Um, yeah. is that talk about your experience of moving from UVA and doing CrossFit there and then transitioning down to the Tampa area and joining a new team and all that. So I, I mean, I chose my school in part based on the CrossFit gyms in the area. When I saw CrossFit West Chase, I mean, the big name here is Aaron Hanna. I knew that it was going to be a gym filled with amazing athletes because I know West Chase also has a caliber of always sending a team to regionals and having a boatload of individual athletes as well. So I moved down here. I just, just jumped in. I just tried to make friends as much as I could or – you know, when I saw somebody like my old teammate, uh, Kim DeCray, I remember just kind of just like staring at her, watching her like warm up for the uh, Wadapalooza qualifier in 2019 and just like starstruck. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's Kim. <laughs> and like, and then literally, like, I think I like, like shyly like walked. I'm like, are you about to do the Wadapalooza qualifier? She's like, Yeah. 
are you doing it? And I said, well, yeah, I'm kind of doing it like for fun. Um, because it was like a qualifier for a couple other sanctionals. And uh-huh. uh, she was like, you should do it with me. And I was like, oh no, I'm going to die. Uh, but it was like those like little interactions and then being able to train with them for the like past, you know, now three years, I have grown so much just because of the qual- like the caliber of athlete that's here. It's kind of just like expected or in a sense of you see what's possible. So, and just seeing that that's possible, you're like, oh, I can do that too. And it just like, we all raise each other up, which yeah. has been such a cool experience. The environment is such a huge role in that. I right. mean, you see it down here as well, don't you, David? Yeah, definitely. You can expand on that a little bit if you want, Zach. Well, just like around this area, you were at Crash. You saw what kind of facility that puts in. And that association that you put with West Chase is kind of what Crash has become around here. Um, and you saw the event there, and that's the kind of caliber athletes that walk through the door. And they're at every time of the day, so you always have someone to train with, which is nice. Yeah. And I was like, I love hubs like that. Mm-hmm. And they're, I mean, they're, there's a lot more of them than people realize. Like there's, there's crash. I mean, there's grit house and Charlotte. Um, there's not Michigan. Like, yeah. Like th- there's the things like there's places like that, that aren't the Invictus or like the comp trains of the world, you know? So it's really cool that they're in other places and you don't, it's, like you just walk into the door someday and you're like, Oh my gosh, like this is like this is my place. Yeah. Where these like are my there people. are super high caliber athletes. So and it's cool to see where they all gravitate in certain areas, yeah. right? My question like how did they all end up at West Sure. Case? Yeah. Oh yeah. So so there's a difference, right? So you we have a community, right? Like we have the crash or you know, the the I would like to say the upstate community because there's there's lots of people from who are gym members at other gyms that will come over to crash or vice versa, who will go over to like five forks or whatever SVL and wall hang out, whatever. But, um, you know, there's an upstate community, but I would say like maybe crash would be, if there is a competitive thing going on, maybe we're going to go train over there. Right. Cause they got the facility for it. Um, and it sounds like, you know, your gym is like that too. So it's like a community. And then we have these training camps, like you said, comp train, or um, training think tank or um, underdog athletics or whatever. And there's obviously a difference because one is like an actual camp that people are selected or invited to come to. And another one like ours is like something that people gravitate towards by, you know, choice or they just, you know, really love being there. Right. What, what training environment do you think is better? Do you think these training camps are going to be a thing or do you think they're kind of, kind of dissolve as we move forward with CrossFit? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm actually planning on moving up to Alpharetta in October. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of the training camps. I, I think it's just because I've seen what happened when I moved down here and it just so happened like West Chase was literally right where my school is and I like I thrive in that environment and I think now is okay if I thrive just by changing my environment what's going to happen when I go up the training think tank and then I'm around individual games athletes every day um I went up there not too long ago 
and it was really cool that you are basically tra like training side by side but you're not competing you got uh, they they aren't doing the same workouts all the time together it's kind of you see everybody with that same mindset of wanting to be the best they can be and you know get to the highest level they can and then every so often they get together and just you know go head to head try to kill each other type mentality right so i think if you went head to head every day that would be a different story and i think it requires some maturity of this is just training and not every day is a competition and you know if someone in your you know say i'm going against alexis raptus and she beats me by four minutes i can't just like hate her or feel bad about myself it's just all right well what can i take from this lesson did i go out too hard did i try to keep up with alexis mm -hmm. is there's just something she's better at me at than i need to work on and if you go in with that mindset and with the mindset of we're just all trying to raise each other's fitness, not try to just be the best in the gym. Um, those are the people that thrive in camps. Whereas if you want to be top dog, maybe it's better being by yourself. Sure. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, I mean, the hard part with like the general population of athletes and members, getting that understanding the difference between training and competing. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about this with other people that we've had on as well, where it's just like, once you fully understand the purpose and intent of training, those environments become much more effective and you see it more and more. I, I mean, you can credit that to Froning as well. When he started just pulling people, mass amounts of high level athletes in, and you just saw how much better each of them got. So everyone else started doing it. Right. Yeah. So I, I, agree. I think, yeah, like I really do think it's the the way of the future. But if people don't go in with that mentality, those people aren't going to fare well. And I think it then that's when training camps go sour. It's kind of one bad apple, you know, ruins the batch. 100%. What do you think about these, uh, you know, some of these camps that they, they throw like maybe three weeks prior to the games, you know? Um, and you're going up and you're training with other people that you're going to be competing against that you don't normally train with in three weeks. Do you think that would be really hard mentally? Um, I think it's just like, again, it's like that, like, yes and no. Um, just like, for instance, like bringing up the Matt's camp that he did. Mm -hmm. There were very few workouts that they did go head to head together. They did like this, like partner style, whether it was like like female, female versus like the females versus the males or male, female versus male, female. And I think that's like a good way of you just, you break just like the seriousness of training mm -hmm. and you get to go up, have fun. Also just see what your competitors are doing, but you might not necessarily be straight up competing, but they're doing it in this team format or interval style EMOM format that you can't compete. Right. Uh, I think that was a really good way to actually have a games camp than saying like, okay, you're, we're doing these five workouts throughout the day. Good luck. Like best person wins, you know? Right. Right. I would be a total head case in that scenario. Same. That went <laughs> well for me. Yeah. 
like especially if you lose like like you know like when people are having these peak weeks it's it's by that point in time you want to start building confidence and mm -hmm. if you're getting like dead last in every workout <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're not what am i doing here yeah, yeah. it's like this, was it a fluke I made at the games? Like, right. what happened at semis? Like, right. did, you know, was there a scoring error? Like, you don't want that so take, going in. Yeah. You just take last, and you're just like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> you're like, oh, no. It's like, this is, uh, it's like, yeah, it's like, I wanted this to be, you know, a great experience. And now you're like, okay, so I'm just trying to not get last. Got it. So you can always say, it's just one workout so many times. <laughs> I like this. I like that we're talking about hot topics. Here's another hot topic, right? So okay. semifinals, right? Yeah. Um, semifinals is what we would call more of like an inbox competition, right? You're in a an arena. You're not really going outside the arena. You're doing classic CrossFit most of the time. You're qualifying the five best individuals and the teams, right? Yeah. Um, and then we go to the CrossFit games, which is very much outside of the box, right? You get stuff thrown at you that you wouldn't normally do. Um, it's the unknown, right? And we see some people falter in that scenario. Do you think that in semifinals we should throw more outside of the box um, events into semifinals? I was like, I do. Because, I mean, take for instance, there is uh, the Brazil and the African semifinals that had swimming. Mm -hmm. yeah. I thought that was super cool. Same. I know a huge logistical nightmare for semifinals. I'm not saying that. Is oh, it though? Oh. Is it though? I mean, how many high schools right by have a swimming pool that you could go to for the morning? You know, is it really that big of a logistical or also like even some of these facilities like at, they play uh, Mac and syndicate was at Tennessee, right? Right. University of Tennessee. No, it uh, wasn't even at the university of Tennessee. It was at like some, some uh, old hockey arena thing. It was terrible. Yeah. I mean, but it's like you we could, we could have like like next year say like oh we move it back to the University of Tennessee um okay from that point okay maybe we can have one swim workout in the pool mm -hmm. uh I think it's easier to in like have insurance on a pool event than an outdoor swim event like the other two had right so maybe you just dictate it that okay, you have to have one pool event, especially because now it looks like the games are transitioning to a pool ever since everybody gets sick from the lake. Right. <laughs> which, which is weird because I swam in that lake. I've swam in it at least four years that I've been there and I have not gotten sick. I don't know. But uh, yeah. So, all right. Like, make sure there's like, let's try to get a pool event next year. Uh, or at least like – at least try to simulate the games more. I agree. Uh, yeah. I think everybody knows they have to be able to swim. I mean, everybody wants to go to Wadapalooza. Everybody knows you have to swim there. So I think it should be something that's tested. 100%. There's well, all... I think that would yeah. be, as a spectator, that stuff's kind of fun to see too, something kind of unusual thrown in there. And, you know, you know you're going to see at the games, like you said, well – then you look at semifinals and say maybe the programming doesn't fit to find the fittest for the games. Right. I mean, I think that, I mean, like thinking about last year, I mean, I'll, I'll totally admit I am a inbox athlete. I love me qualifiers. I love anything that I know is traditional CrossFit. Whereas, 
you throw me outside, I'm not going to be the best individual. So you might get team, like you'll get teams that are really good at the CrossFit stuff or individuals that are really good at the CrossFit stuff. And then you tell them, I mean, to be an athlete and you, you might not actually have like the fittest people there. So I don't know what else they could do to mimic that. Um, whether like add more, maybe you like, you have to have a, like a more strongman-esque event. Um, I know that it's hard to run. I mean, at least they do have the air runners. Mm -hmm. Uh, But other than that, I don't know like how else you can mimic the games while like still making sure that's, you know, it's like the test that we all love it as. Sure. And not every event has to be an outside of the box thing. But if you throw like one thing in there, like a swimming event, a pool, a pool is not hard to find. Um, and I am glad that it sounds like they are moving back towards a pool because it's so much easier and more fun to watch as a spectator than an open water event. Yeah, no, I mean, I love like, I mean, granted, I wanted to be a longer swim, but the 2021 interval event was so cool. Dude, how I mean, they were the one at the ranch. Yeah. Yeah. Those, they said that was one of the worst workouts people have ever done, like puking and making these games athletes look like us on a normal day. <laughs> right. It's like, you have that. I, I really love the, I mean, and then the pool event back in 2014. Yeah. Yep. 2013, yeah. I think it was uh, before that. Because, 2013? Yeah. I think it was 2013. Cause Rich okay. almost drowned. Right. Yeah. That yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I'm like, I don't even know how they did a bar muscle up. <laughs> I would have like freaking just killed myself. But oh, I think, yeah. I, and well, they made him do singles. Yeah. There needs to be a swim sprint because there's been running sprints. There's been bike sprints. We need – that would be really cool to have, like, 10 heats, you know, do a 100-meter sprint, top three move on, and kind of do it that way. I think that would be really fun Ooh. to watch. That would that would be super fun to watch. Yeah. Um, or, uh, man, the Brazil CrossFit Challenge had a rowing swim workout that I remember just uh, Kenzie Riley destroying uh, – but, like, the format of that was, like, also super cool. Like, just, I don't know. There's, like, a way to make pool events awesome. Yeah, so. I agree. Um, So, staying on semifinals, do you think – I was listening to um, Talking Elite Fitness the other day, and Sean brought up the question to Patrick Vellner, do you think that there should – CrossFit should – Basically, it should be the same programming across all semifinals, or should semifinals have their own, you know, programming, basically? What do you think? That one I'm so torn, because I get why you want to have the same test. Because you know you're... Like, just because everybody's done the same thing up to the CrossFit Games... And it's not based on programming whether or not someone made it or not. And I mean, to be honest, that really only that really only matters for the U.S. and Europe. I mean, I know with me, if I went to Syndicate Crown as an individual, that I like that would have been an amazing event. Whereas if I went to uh, Mac or Atlas Games, those probably wouldn't have been like my best workouts. So. Um, like I think like in that sense, or maybe like, like continent wise, they need to be the same, at least for Europe and the U S for now. Um, 
But at the same time, I think it's super cool that you get to see different workouts at the same, and it's not, you know, you're going on four weeks and you're like, okay, I've already seen that, like, you know, all these heats go of this same workout. I don't want to watch it again. I can only watch so many worm burpees. (laughs) (laughs) I can only see people just absolutely die doing sets of at least 20 worm burpees. I don't need to do that again. Yeah. The worm kills me as a spectator (laughs) and as participating in it. It kills me all the way around, but I, I see it both ways on one hand. Um, if you have uniform programming throughout all the semifinals, uh, I know at regionals, I didn't get bored of watching it. I thought it was cool because I could see like, okay, how did this person do in this regional compared to this person in this regional? And it was cool because you could kind of compare, um, from that side, but also talking about fairness for athletes, somebody who's participating in week five has a lot more information to dwell on and practice on compared to a person who's competing in week one. So right. that makes a big difference as well. I do like what they said. I think it's, I think more of the events need to be, or more of the actual events need to be um, programmed by CrossFit, but then the actual syndicate or Mac programmers maybe program the last two events or something to kind of put their stamp on their individual competition, which I think is cool because then as a spectator, you don't really know what that's going to be and how that's going to separate the athletes, which might be cool. Right. I like that. I do like that. Like you said, like you're flip flopping, like what CrossFit is doing. So they provide most of the workouts and the semi gets a sprinkle. Right. Um, It was like also in a sense to like, I like, don't get me wrong. I love the 12 labels crew so much. Uh, I've done Mac for years now. Uh, so, but I think like, in a, I, I felt bad that they had a program so much. And like, I feel, I felt like they like ran out of, not run out of ideas, but um, I think you do need different event organizers, if that makes sense. Like not have like two semis have the same event organizer. Yeah, I I mean, I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah. <laughs> so on that, like the programming with that area, what I noticed that weekend, and maybe you guys did too, did it feel like the programming caused one of the, um, what was it, Mac, to look less fit, but it was, it was not a fitness thing? It seemed more of like a, a programming thing, like unobtainable almost, some of them. Um, in my sense, it was, it was weird. Like, I feel like, uh, at, like at syndicate, it was like, I really like the team workouts that were based there, but the individual workouts were testing the same thing. Whereas mm-hmm. like at Mac, I thought the individual workouts were on point and then the team workouts, they, I don't really know like how to explain it, but they, they didn't, I felt like they didn't test us at least how they did it syndicate crown i felt like there was like a lot more like technical movements at syndicate crown and then we just have a bunch of dumbbell squat cleans and burpee box jump overs and they get like these like super large deficit handstand push-ups like the girls at at mac got one and a half inches mm-hmm. like that's the floor you know mm-hmm. like it was it was just a different it was a weird, it was a different test. And I mean, for me, I kind of felt like I was in the scale division compared to the syndicate crown. Sure. That makes sense to me. Yeah. 
But, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still love the events. They still absolutely murdered me. Uh, but it was, like, it was weird seeing that it was, like, like I said, like, they, like, hit, um, like, they hit the target for one division and then didn't on the other. And then mm-hmm. vice versa the next week. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into the next controversial hot topic. Okay. Drugs. Drugs. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. So it seems... It, it, it's the same every year, right? They always, they're catching the people who are kind of like on that brink of qualifying. Maybe they, they it's their first time qualifying. They're a rookie, whatever. Um, talk about why you think that is. Uh, well, drugs are bad. I'm just going to say <laughs> that. I, it's, for me, I just don't understand that, the athletes can still test positive unless they're willing or they're knowingly taking these substances. Um, but I don't know. CrossFit puts out so much information about it. I mean, we have the rule book. They can easily, they, they have access to exactly what drug free sport tests for. They know that you should probably get a NSF certified for sport informed sport supplement. It's, they're all out like this information's out there but i don't understand like either a like if you guys say that crossfit isn't giving you information they're giving you information you're just not listening in my opinion or if they think they're gonna be sly enough not to get caught i mean obviously they now know that drug testing catches you and you can't trust anything that's on the internet Mm -hmm. for half-lives and stuff or your friend that hands you something to make you better. Yeah. That too. So out of, you know, we'll just say in North America, because obviously you don't probably know any of the athletes in South America that, that tested positive. Um, were any of them surprising to you when they got announced? Um, all right. For me, I mean, um, Hunter Williams, yes. I like It breaks my heart. Because the uh, CrossFit CLT crews near and dear to my heart, mm-hmm. uh, he was a surprise. Uh, again, I don't know like his whole situation. Um, I just know they're heartbroken over there. Uh, Phil Toon was a pretty big surprise for me. Um, I like I know that like looking at his story when he posted it, he like was taking something for baldness, but that was also banned. So I don't know like why he didn't like attempt to get a therapy use exemption. I don't know anything about that. Um, I mean, other than that, I mean, even in the sense, the, um, the CrossFit Coda team member that also surprised me, uh, just because I happen to know, uh, his PT mm-hmm. who, and you know, I've got to like kind of know him through her. So yeah, there's like, there's some like, I was just like shocked, and then but then like they kept rolling in, and I'm just like, okay, am I? Should I just be shocked? Should I just assume everybody's on drugs at this point? Well, what do you think, honestly? So you train a lot, right? I would consider yeah. you obviously an elite CrossFit athlete. You've been to the CrossFit Games. You compete in a lot of awesome competitions like Wadapalooza, which you have to qualify for. You're at the top of the game when it comes to a percentage. You're like the top three percent, right? But yeah. the top 
three percent of one percent. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> keep, keep going. Sure, up, keep sure. Going right, up. right, right. Whatever. <laughs> um, come on, Zach. I want to be in that percentage too. Come on. It's okay. Uh, He's trying no. to humble. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We're, no, no. So, I said no. I said we're in the top three. You're in the top three percent of one percent. That's right. Of the top one percent. So, like, what I'm saying is, you train a lot, right? And yeah. <laughs> I guess, like, okay. So, other sports: basketball, um, baseball, football. Um, there's a lot of good people who play college basketball, right? right? And they work really hard, and they've been playing since they were five years old. Um, but in no planet are they ever going to make it to the nba because people in the nba have a god-given talent to put a ball in a basket and dribble and pass and they're six seven and can dribble a ball like somebody who's five four right they're never going to make it fitness is a little bit different fitness is fitness right like if i train x amount of hours and i do crossfit and i'm really committed to it like my heart, I, I can get my cardiovascular system to a certain point. Um, I can get my mental game to a certain point. Um, I can get my transitions to a certain point. What do you think separates the top individuals from the rest of the people who are training just as much as them? Do you think it is talent, like God-given talent, or do you think it's, like, what do you think it is? I'm going to make an argument with you. No yeah. guy over six foot's won the games. Yet, yet, so, yet. But it is going to trend that way, I promise you. But, like, there is, like, physiological advantages to, like, there is, like, a prime height that you notice with the sport. Yeah, well, the sport's only 15 years old. Back in the 1940s, look at the NBA or basketball players back in the 1950s compared to basketball players now. There has been a well, distinct be... evolution and I guarantee you there's going to be, be wrong, an... but I don't think a six, seven person wins the games ever. Okay. Maybe I mean, not six, seven, but maybe six, three. I think it is trending taller. Yeah, um, definitely. At least like taller athletes are like figuring out either like how to game. I don't know, game the events they know they can win that, that benefit tall people. Um, or they just realize they're like, Hey, we just got to work harder and just suck it up and deal with it where i think that's how like brent fikowski finally made the game so he's just like i can't use my like the fact that i'm tall as an excuse you know right um i think there there is like there is like all right like do you or, like do you fit whatever the averages are of a crossfitter or at least within like one standard deviation of that um i think it benefits you a lot um but i think there i think it there is you see like there is a talent um, I think since like more and more, it's just like, you're, you don't see a Tia every day. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's like, I know she, like, she has work ethic. Everybody's working on their mindset. Everybody's working on their fit, their conditioning. Everybody's working on their strength. Um, you just, you can't teach that. So um, as much as I like wish I could say, it's like all between the ears and it's just, Tia has that confidence in herself. I mean, like I said earlier, I think, like we said, that everybody thinks they're just competing for second more so than thinking they could win. Um, minus, like, some few people that, like, I think they believe they could win, like Laura Horvath. Um, but 
at the same time, I think more more and more it's like, okay, yeah, it's just like you were born with it and you're going to be good at this sport as long as you found it. Do you think Tia has enough of that it factor that she's she's the clear champ? She's unbeatable until the day she walks away? Pretty much. I don't like I don't see I don't see her slowing down. I mean, the fact mm-hmm. that she can go chase after two Olympic sports and then come back to CrossFit and still like be okay. I mean, I think at Rogue we realized that okay, no, like she can't just walk into a competition. She's going to get threatened if she doesn't train for it. But as long as she's training for it, it's hers to win. I love dominance. Yeah, it's like it's you cool. want to see like you want to see new faces, but you're like it's really cool because this is like a once in a lifetime thing for most sports. Right, and I mean it's just like it, it's cool. It's like cool and like not so cool that it like that's what's happened in CrossFit all these years. Um, it might just be the fact that all right, well, that's like that's just like how our sport has been for so long. So we just expect it, and then the people who win just expect it. They expect the win because they're like, oh, all right, well, I won, I won it this year. The guy before me won it five times. We're gonna win it six and then retire. Um, so. I, but I don't think it's going to be like that forever. I think at some point we're going to actually have, oh, we'll have another winner and another winner. So, Yeah. I think that'd be cool, like have more toss-up seasons that are just so close that you're like, this comes down to the final couple events. Those are really fun competitions to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it'll definitely trend that way. I, I don't know, man. I... I agree with you a lot, what you're saying, especially with the female side, because CrossFit has created a platform for female athletes to really excel. I do believe that on the female side, we truly are seeing some of the best female athletes on the planet. Like, I believe that Tia Claire Toomey, I don't think any female on planet Earth could beat her in a fitness event. If they, like, like, for example, a lot of people would say, um, uh, um, um, God, not Venus. Serena Williams was like yeah. the best female athlete, um, for the longest time in the world. Right? I don't think if Serena Williams trains <clears throat> CrossFit for three years and jumps in the CrossFit Games, she even comes close to Tia. Cl- I don't even think she comes close to you. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that. Um, so I think. Um, but Tia's not going in like beating Serena ever on a tennis court either. Right, but, like there are the But I'm what I'm saying is I think Tia Clara Toomey is like probably one of the best female athletes in, in on planet Earth. Right? I don't think Justin Medeiros is one of the best athletes on planet Earth. Not even close. Um I do but I, he's a really fit dude. But he's a very fit yeah. dude. I think that if you get some of the best athletes on Earth and you let them train the CrossFit methodology for a few years I think they wipe the current men male uh, male f- field basically. I, that's my opinion. Um, I don't think that's the same on the female side. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think there's like a lot of sports that like. I mean, we don't. I mean, for us, it's like females don't have the sports like football or I mean basketball. They're like they're really tall, but I mean predominantly football. That it's like all right those. Like, obviously, you make so much more money in the NFL than you do CrossFit. So, right. like, why? Of course, you're going to go that route that more so than, oh, let me just try this CrossFit thing. 
Right. I I 100% agree. Yeah. Um but I I also think that the WNBA thing's funny, right? There was a I th- I saw this video the other day. I think it was on Instagram or something. It was maybe a reel and this guy was like, "Um I have sideline courtside tickets to the WNBA game tonight. Would you want this or 20 bucks?" And everybody said 20 bucks. Like nobody wanted courtside tickets. That would be completely different, I think, for CrossFit Games. Like, hey, I got a free ticket to the CrossFit Games weekend. You want that or 20 bucks? I think even most people on the street who don't even know what CrossFit is, they might Instagram it real quick and be like, oh, whoa, Brooke Wells is going to – I'm definitely going there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I, def- I definitely agree. Also, I would love a uh, t- ticket to the Coliseum right now. So. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, but I think, like, people see CrossFit and are, like, especially, like, the females, they're like, how can they even do that? Even right. if they, like, even say, like, oh, it's, like, all drugs, I think people would still want to go watch. For sure. So do you think do you think drugs are prevalent at the top of the game, more so than people want to admit? Um, I don't, th- to be honest, I don't think they're at the top. I think they would have been caught by now, uh, I, I mean, in my opinion, unless... Unless they really have honed in their cycling, uh, like their drug cycling, which I'd be very impressed because, like I said, you don't make any money in CrossFit, and why would you risk your health for, for a sport that's actually like, you know, it was made based off of a health and fitness training methodology. So, I like I don't think they're at the top of the sport. I think they're in like the bubble range of trying to get the semis and then trying to get to the games okay fair what do you think zach i think kind of along the lines of the same thing like they get weeded out um i would say really the only one at the top was ricky yeah um when you look back and it kind of sucks because there isn't that integrity on that side of things where you know i i feel like i was watching a lot of people post after that kid up in Alice games admitted he did it. Mm-hmm. It just takes away from some of the experience like Vellner. He got ripped away from standing on the podium that year. I'm like, that's what they worked so hard for. And I just wish I saw that like people get caught earlier. So it doesn't take away from the people that are actually right. doing it the right way. Right. Yeah. No, but I would say it's the middle of the pack or the one person that slides in. Right. What do you think, okay, theoretically, what do you think it would do to the sport of fitness if, or the sport of CrossFit, if Tia Clara Toomey tested positive? Oh my gosh, that would just like, I've, I would crush the CrossFit community. Yeah, it would pretty much do away with CrossFit. Yeah. Do you think CrossFit would do that? Do you think, like, if she did test positive, do you think that they would do anything about it? I mean, it would, I would like it would, CrossFit would be it would be pretty much done if if she tested positive, right? Um, I mean, they would definitely just. I, I mean, I think there would be like so much turmoil. I mean, granted, we still have like so many great athletes just because they're all chasing Tia, like they're mm-hmm. all chasing Tia for you know the past five years, right? But so, the last the last five years winner would have been illegitimate, right? I mean, I don't like. I don't think like the whole world. I mean, our. I mean, I think like her world comes crashing down, but I don't necessarily think. I mean, I don't know if we could like survive everything that we have like thus far with CrossFit. 
at this point, like, I don't, it's going to be really hard to tear us down. I agree with you. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I completely agree with you. (laughs) I think, I think CrossFit is way bigger than one person. Um, so that's, that's why I really don't worry about it. Like if somebody at the top, like, let's just say, you know how much it would suck if Pat Vellner tested positive, right? That would suck, right? Like he's, he's the guy who's been beaten by, or, you know, he's been surrounded by, and then like he gets popped. That would really suck. But CrossFit would live on because CrossFit is bigger than one person. And so, yeah, I I agree with you a hundred percent. I think it would be more impactful if Tia did. Like if, if Vellner did, just because, yeah, he's a household name, but he hasn't had exactly the impact that Tia has. I think if she popped, I think you would see a lot of potential local comps like Crash, um, Fist of the Upstate, or whatever they look like decline because now you're going to get a lot of athletes that have worked really hard the right way. Be like, well, I can't trust that the guy that beat me isn't taking something and then that's not fun for anyone either yeah so i think for a little bit you'd see a pretty big drop in competitions okay that okay that makes sense like the uh i I mean i didn't even think outside of the crossfit games like not you know pretty much like all the companies that or like local comps and everything like that so i can definitely see that i actually still get word now that people don't want to do local comps because they don't know if people are taking drugs Right, which is ridiculous, right? Like, who cares? They're local competitions, but yeah, I uh, also, I mean, there is another side. Like, what if uh, a Tia did pop? How many sponsors, the little sponsors that we do have in CrossFit, how many of those would pull out? You know, and you're basically starting from scratch again if money is taken out of CrossFit, the little money that's already in CrossFit. Um, right. You know, you get Dodge. They're like, man, all right, this is the last five years. When female winner is illegitimate, we want nothing to do with this. This, you know, and they pull out, you know. But that still doesn't like to what Hannah said earlier was like still doesn't ruin or invalidate what the others have done that were tested, right? So I still think a lot of those brands would stick around because the attraction that the sport still gets. Yeah, um, possibly. Because but... at the end of the day, people like that kind of drama. I mean, look at the, how big that Ricky story got. Yeah, I don't know. I think True. I think it depends on how big the company. So obviously, like your your born primitives and your nobles are are built in, but your outside sources like Dodge or Monster or some of these big names uh, might pull out. They've got bigger, better uh, horses in the stall. Mm-hmm. So okay, yeah. That and that see, and that, that could hurt. That could hurt CrossFit quite a bit. But who cares? Hopefully that never happens. Yeah. I still yeah. agree with you. CrossFit is bigger than one person. Yeah. Also, so. after this conversation, she is legit and the most like amazing athlete in our sports. So. I agree with that, too. Yes. I, in no <laughs> way am I saying I think uh, Tia Claire Toomey's on drugs. All right. Did you guys watch <laughs> the, the newest, fittest, next gen? Yeah, I watched yeah. it. Just like the ending of it and talking about how much of a trailblazer she has been like even more so than like rich and Matt, like her impact is deep and it's really cool to see that. And that gave me chills, like watching the end of that video. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. She, I mean, yeah, she just like, I mean, she just changed like not only the 
female division, just like just CrossFit in general. And like so many people like start because of her and like just start CrossFit because of her or just like realize that like you can do like anything you set out to do. It's it's so cool. It and I mean I'm I'll be sad once she leaves the sport. I will be too, one hundred percent. I don't. I, hopefully, she's like Matt and kind of stays. I mean, she's got the whole proven thing now and just continues to train. Which again was really cool to see her at you know these these uh, syndicate and Mac. You know, with her yeah. with her athletes and cheering them on. And um, one of our good friends, me and Zach's good friend Mike McDonald, got to go to the proven camp before syndicate and just yeah. said that her and Shane are just like the best people. You know. And I think that's super cool when you've when you've reached the summit of being at the top of your game for five years in a row, but you're still inviting people first timers um, to semifinals who might not really have that much of a chance to get to the games yet. But hey, still come to my camp and I'm really thankful that you're doing my programming. You know, that's really cool. Yeah. And I think that's like that's the coolest part about CrossFit is the people at the top are like they are like they will talk to anybody they'll interact with anybody they're the most humble people they want to they want to get to know like people in the community Mm -hmm. i mean crossfit's a huge community sport because we all understand what everybody's going through competing like while spectating they understand like what the judges are going through because they've probably judged at a local comp right and like during the open workout right um i think it's so cool that we can all bond over something uh and that that sets us apart from like any other sport too yeah you know what's funny we were having (laughs) so um i was having a conversation today in the clinic with uh one of my employees who also works out at crash and um there were no patients in the clinic at the time and we were just talking about just just what what is normal right what is normal like what is a normal human being and if you i guess look at the general population we're not normal and so like sometimes you walk in and you're like man that person you're you're out and about and you're like man that person's kind of weird like you know they're they're not how are they surviving they're 50 pounds overweight they're 100 pounds but that's normal you know maybe they look at us and we're not normal you know um we're which not. is kind of sad, yeah. you know, you get outside of your bubble and you're like, man, normal is not, not what I want to be. Normal is fat, lazy, broke, you know, <laughs> that's normal in our society. And it's kind of cool, um, to be a part of a community who kind of counteracts that. Right. And I mean, it's so true. Like, I mean, even like in a sense, like I'm like, I'm going through an injury right now and like talking to my head clinician, um she like literally like wants me out of the gym and there's me being like i would literally go insane um and it's like good for like you know like for me to move during this time of an injury not right just like sit around like a couch potato oh yeah um or just like even in a sense of you know like i want to go do the saturday team workout at the gym because that's my like one time i get to see like the entire community uh at the gym and you know, my, like, my friends outside of CrossFit are like, wait, you're going to the gym, like, at 9 a.m.? I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to go do the class workout with, you know, like, all my friends there. And they're like, but it's, like, Saturday. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's, like, thing, it's things like that that, I mean, I definitely have taken for granted because, like, I've been a part of this, like, community since high school. Like, right. it's, like, it's been my complete adult life. 
Right. So I know nothing different. Uh, so it's, it, it's so cool. And I, I like, that's like, I want that to be the normal and I just don't know like how to make it or like how to incentivize that to be the normal. I think it's heading in the right direction. I, it, it is funny though, that you say that I, uh, I'm I am very much an intermediate CrossFitter. I'm not I'm not an elite even close. I'm definitely not scaled. I'm just that guy who's right in the middle. And uh, but when I when I get outside of the, my CrossFit friends and the CrossFit community, I go hang out with you know college friends or something. I'm the fit guy, you know. <laughs> so it's it's kind of funny, you know, when you get outside of the bubble, what 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 is normal, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool, man. I I love it. Um, so you're going through an injury right now. What's your injury? Um, all right. So, um, I fell from the gymnastics rings at I do uh the I'm in the Florida Grid League. Uh, it was during our first match. I fell from the rings and uh, I just landed like nine feet in the air, just like straight on concrete, like convention oh. floor concrete. I somehow missed the stall mat. I don't know how. Um, didn't think anything of it. It just hurt on impact. I was like, okay, I just, you know, what I just was it? like walk it off. Um, it never got better. I was just training on it. Oh, I just like, it was just pretty much like my like medial femoral condyle. Mm-hmm. So like the Her inside knee. of my knee for everybody not in the, uh, anatomy science world um i it didn't get better so i just wanted to like get imaging just in case and uh i like i got a bone br- i have a bone bruise which i assumed just based on the fall but um it's pretty much like almost through like my entire it, it's probably like almost through my entire bone so it's like my, even like our the radiologist called my head clinician he's my professor too and said hey, she needs to be non-weight-bearing. So that's what I'm dealing with currently. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Do you have it braced or do they still want it free-moving? Uh, they still want it free-moving. I do have a pair of crutches that I use, and uh, I just – I can't, like, you know, of course, just, like, do, like, any, like, strength movements. They don't even want me biking. I swim still, even if they don't want me to. I need – I need to move my leg somewhat. Yeah, no, that's not hurt uh, at all. So that's like what I'm doing like through the games and then we'll get another MRI. But based off of, you know, I got, I got an MRI about two weeks after the injury and it still showed like tons of inflammation and mm-hmm. just like how much it like micro fractured. So I think they just, and they know that I'm going to push it anyway because I want to train. So that's what I'm going through currently. So it's okay. I'm just getting super jacked. All I do is like bench and do pull-ups. That's what I'm talking about. That's that's about it. That's what I'm the talking July about. July jacked and tan. Yes. That's I my am, life right there. I am so. living the dream. Which is, <laughs> I, I'm actually really enjoying it. I need to work on upper body strength anyway. So it was kind of a blessing in disguise. That's why I always tell – so. Any CrossFit athlete that comes in for like let's say, an ACL tear or whatever, um, and they've had surgery and you know we're rehabbing, I'm like, you can look at this as a blessing because you are gonna work things in your upper body that you've been needing to work for a very long time, and you're gonna gonna come out of this a bigger, stronger athlete, and oh, a yeah. more, and you're gonna take things that you've learned during your rehab 
and incorporate it into your regular training, which is going to help prevent injury in the in the future. So I love that. I love your mindset. Yeah, no, I definitely like have ebbs and flows, like seeing the team train, even though I'm coaching them, like, I'm like, man, like, they're like crushing life. And then um, my, uh, my other friends who do grid, it's, you know, they have a match coming up uh, in a few weeks. And seeing them train it i'm just like man i just have major fomo sure so that's what i just have to tell myself it's like hey like this isn't forever i'm also like you know training for next year uh for the crossfit season so you know i'm going through this now but you know i get to bang out string muscle-ups and like when do we ever do those and we that's barely right. do those and um i'm working on a lot of handstand positioning so Very it's good. like those little things just fun and i get to like i said you know just like do a lot of bicep curls and look look like i'm an intimidating crossfitter you like are an intimidating crossfitter fit. you've always looked fit so from the moment i saw you you are you do look very fit you don't have oh you gosh. have no worries about in that category um no, no, so and rick very... jones makes you look really good in his videos by the way you're in a lot oh. of the you're in a lot of those crucible videos i feel like and you're oh, you're I... you always got this very intense look and very shredded look too Oh my god, dude! I just like I, just I, I died in yeah. every single crash workout. Yeah. I literally died. Oh my gosh! I like can't wait for Crucible. I I am so ready. Just because like Crucible literally had like every single workout, except for the step over GHD one, was literally the worst workout for me. And I was like, this is what I need to do because this is like a competition of my weakness movements. Right. So so I question like the bell and run. My question for you is going to be, so this year at Crucible, they're doing teams of four, two men and two female. Are you going to do that, or are you going to do individual? I'm going to do individual. That's what's up. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So, I love that they're doing a qualifier. Yeah, yeah, me too. Oh, my gosh. I thought that was so dope. And, yeah, like yeah, I've gotten, like, so many people who reach out, like, to, I mean, that saw me do it last year and they're already like super hype about the qualifier team. oh that's awesome um, it's so, yeah it's something to train for yeah so yeah i think people are super excited that's really and good especially to hear. if they're good tests like he's just proves over and over he runs a really good competition mm -hmm. oh, yeah. and you're gonna leave being like wow i need to work on this <laughs> right so another thing i'm really looking forward to at crucible is good habits coffee being there oh yeah what so, a segue so talk about that, man. So we got to talk to Dan and Ricky a few weeks ago, and we kind of learned about the origin of Good Habits Coffee, but they did leave some lead way for you to come on and talk a little bit about yourself. So first of all, how did you get connected with – I know you got connected with Ricky through CrossFit, um, yeah. but and Dan said that you guys share a passion of coffee – so kind of go through that a little bit and how you were like when did they come to you with the idea and say, hey, do you want to be a part of this? Or were you very much a part of like sitting around the coffee table one day saying, man, we should freaking do this. Um, Dan just like texted me one day and was literally just like, I want to start a coffee company. And he's like, I know business stuff. You know, coffee. We should do this. And at that point, I was training for the CrossFit Games. And I was like, can we revisit this after the CrossFit Games? He's like, yes. He's like, no, now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, let me like let me just like figure like the games out first. But he like he came to me with the idea and I was so in because I've like talked to so many people being like, I 
I think it would be so cool to either uh, run a coffee company, have like a coffee shop of my own. I think it's like just because, I mean, I just, I love it. And I feel like people don't know what good coffee is. And I want to provide that to the world. Like me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So he like, he approached me. I was just so in and we just like slowly like worked on like, like what we want our image to be, what, I mean, we have super different tastes in coffee. Like we are different, like, like sides of the spectrum when it comes to coffee. So it was, it was kind of cool that like we could, you know, have like, we'd make sure we had coffee that we liked. And then we had like a good, like, all right, now we have like a good gradient of coffees, not just like, oh, we're only going to have like one, like one roast or like a light roast coffees. And people who, like, don't like the citrus taste just have to, like, figure it out. We don't have a dark roast. <laughs> For sure. Uh, yeah. So just, like, and it was really fun, like, we, saying, like, hey, we want this to be a passion project, not, like, something we need to make money quick. Uh, so we just, like, slowly developed what we wanted to bring. And that's how, like, and that's how pretty much how Good Habits formed. And it's even with the partnerships we've made already, it's it's been such a cool experience because this is like my first business venture. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's like, I never thought this dream would actually happen. Like I never thought I would own a coffee company. Yeah. Yeah. Who it doesn't love good coffee too. So like, it's such a smart market to be into. And if you're passionate about it, it's easy to get good coffee for oh. like you guys. Like it's easy to sell for you guys. Exactly. Yeah, and Zach actually brought up a good point a couple weeks ago when we were talking to them. He said, coffee drinkers tend to stick with what they like and don't really deviate. And that is true. I guess ever since he said that, I've I've noticed it. Like, I've been more observant about where, like, from my wife. Like, she literally gets the exact same thing at Starbucks every time. Like, she doesn't deviate at all. And most people are like that. Like, um... You know, maybe we'll pick up coffee for people at work, and I'll be like, "Well, what do they like?" And Laura's like, "Oh, she she knows their order, right?" Right. She doesn't have to ask them, and they're happy every we're, time. We're, we're definitely creatures of habit, yeah. especially coffee. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I think it's in a sense of like people are also like loyal to brands. Like as soon as they find, mm -hmm. like, say they like they like a counterculture, like they're. Like, literally, the, not only are they only going to stick with counterculture, they're only going to stick with the one bag that they – like, the one roast they actually – that they, they love. And they don't want to – they, like, that's that's their coffee for life. Right. Uh, so, I think, like, it's too, like, how I come at it is there are so many coffee lovers in the world. We just need to finally just convince them to be like, hey, like, like try uh, try us out. Yeah. Um, there's so much to, like there's so much coffee to go around that um, <laughs> it, it's like it's one of those things to be like all right well like we just need to somehow break their quote unquote habit of you know the coffee that they do drink or whatever ro uh, roaster that they love and uh, the try us out. Yeah, but and you also made it so convenient with the subscription idea. Yeah, like I tend to see that the places that have a subscription for something like coffee it's a set and forget it and you just you know you're always going to have good coffee that and like that's such a smart plan to go <laughs> yeah i mean i mean that's like the thing it's just 
I mean, it's like clockwork here. It's just like, as soon as you run out of a bag, oh, you, you pretty much have a bag coming, like, as soon as, like, you run out, mm-hmm. which is right. so convenient. You don't have to worry about getting it at the store. Um, it's also, like, a way to, I mean, A, like, you're also, like, saving a little bit of money. But, um, but it's just, like, one of those things where you don't have to worry about it. And like you said, you always know that you have good coffee coming and you, you don't have to literally, like, be overwhelmed with all the coffee choices that you see at the at the store right okay what do i choose now and that's why i think a lot of people just gravitate to like the one coffee that they know they love whereas yeah if it's like subscription there's too many choices yeah there's so many choices whereas like as soon like with good habits it comes to your door you know that you're going to get one every like week or two so i mean you're all set and it's really easy to in case you're like, you know what, like, maybe I should try a darker roast or, you know, maybe I should be adventurous and actually try this one that has, like, notes of, like, lime and lemon or flowers. <laughs> yeah. And just be like, I don't know how I'd like that, but, you know, it's super easy just to switch. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm all about that convenience life. I uh, I have so many things on subscription. It's it's bad. It's funny when you roll up to your house and you're like, man, there's boxes. I'm not sure what's in them, but I know it's gonna be relevant. You know? <laughs> oh my gosh, I do that all the time. Yeah. I have like a Zevia subscription. Yeah. And all the time I get a big box. I'm like, I really hope that's my Zevia because I ran out. Yeah. And I live off of it more than water. So. Right. Right. Yeah. What's your favorite flavor? Oh, uh, ginger ale. Oh like, man, I can't. Is... I can't do ginger ale, man. Why not? Oh, oh well, Bring we're root beer. yeah, we're from West Michigan or Michigan in general, where ginger ale was like the medicine of the gods if you were sick. So I just yeah. associate ginger ale with like throwing up and being gross. I don't know. Oh, no, I, 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 I still go with ginger ale. Really? Oh yeah, man, I, I can't like do. I can't do it. Oh man, I can't do it. No, but I'm a creamy root like... beer guy. I don't know. I just know ginger ale, like, that's what saved me. It was, like, the nectar of the gods other than coffee. Like, coffee gets me gets me going. This keeps me from getting sick and helps me when I'm sick. <laughs> that so, was a perfect commercial. Oh, my God. Like I, wish we, I wish we had this on video. She literally <laughs> was holding that can up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. It's been here the entire time. That's awesome. Spun it in the hand. Yeah, God, we're totally like, tagging Zevia in this in this episode. Please do. <laughs> if it wasn't eight forty seven, I would actually promote Good Habits Coffee, but I need to go to bed. Yeah, so. I hear you. I hear you. It's getting late. All right, real quick, let's um, let's do some quick ra- uh, rapid fire questions, and then we'll we'll get out of here. Yeah. All right, uh, Zach, go first. Ooh, if you had to write a workout for yourself to win the CrossFit Games, what three movements are in it? Wall balls, rowing, bar facing burpees. Dang. All right. All right. Um, who is going to get second in the female division individual this year? Laura Horvath. Okay. You're going to ask who's just getting second? Yeah. <laughs> What's your go to? Like post competition meal. That's a good one. Hmm. Man, I feel like I don't know. I always like I always want pizza. I always want like a 
it's gonna be super specific. It's gonna be bacon, pineapple, grilled chicken, pizza, God. like extra large, like extra pineapple. Yeah, you're speaking my so language. You do confirm pineapple does go on pizza. Thank yes. you. Yes, yes. So I that's been an inquired taste for me. I love pizza. Traditionally, I haven't liked pineapple on my pizza, but as I've gotten older, I think I've matured a little bit, and I don't mind it. It's not going to be my go-to, but I will eat it. Okay, okay. Yep. I will accept that answer. Yeah, thank I'm you. glad you've had a more sophisticated <laughs> palate. I Obviously, my palate sucks, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see here. Are we going to... Are we going to go to Italy and go get on a gondola and do some fun things on there or are we going to go to the Swiss Alps and go skiing? Alright, I'm going to say Swiss Alps and skiing. That's on my bucket list. So that's just like, I've only known the mountains of Virginia and those are not mountains. (laughs) Got it. They're hills. They're big hills. They're very big hills (laughs) that are ice and not snow. Right. Yes. If you could pick one location in the entire world to compete at the CrossFit Games. Oh, wow. He's like, you're on you point going? today, Zach. I, I got him. You today. are, dude. Oh, my goodness. That was a good question. One, one location. Dang. All right. Man, I don't know. I wanted to go overseas. That's a good one. I know it is because I wanted to go overseas. I think the CrossFit Games would thrive overseas. Whether like it need like I'm I'm like so torn just between like literally going to wherever they do it in Australia, yeah. or even if it's like a Brisbane or something like that, big city, Sydney, to I don't know. For some reason, I wanted to go to like some like Scandinavian country. Like, let's go to like like let's go to Norway or something. I think it's those cultures. I think the crowd that would draw would be so much more than what it, it is in the states. Oh yeah, yeah. Could you imagine? I think Australia would be amazing. I, yeah. Well, I just the only reason why I asked that is like it was weird, but like a week ago I had a dream that they. I competed at the CrossFit Games in the Roman Coliseum. That would also be dope. Oh. <laughs> or like so, Athens, Greece, where the original Olympics was. Oh, that yeah. would be cool. Like, yeah. All right. I love that question. They're going to give them ideas. They're going to was... fly them to those places and then fly them back to Madison, Wisconsin the next day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> With their bukus of money. Yes. All right. Um, what is your go-to uh, CrossFit apparel brand? Mm, man. All right, probably Reebok. Cool. But Tier is coming in hot, I will say. I've been very impressed. Cool. Zach, I'm you got any more? Yeah, I'm not at all. I am what, wearing. What are you? Um. So I've been, yeah, dude, for real. <laughs> I was, so I had a patient the other day wear a pair of Hollister gym shorts. I was like, oh man, Hollister gym shorts. That's what's up. Um, no, nah, I've been wearing. A, there's this. Uh, there's this brand called Legends. I've been wearing a lot of their stuff lately. Okay. 
yeah, yeah. I've seen them pop up. Yeah, I really like their stuff, and I also really love the Ori. Um, I don't really work out on their stuff, though, because it's too nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I get that. All right, Zach, uh, you got one more? Yeah, I exhausted my good ones. Yeah, you did. You were on point tonight. All right. I know. That was a good one. Let's see here. I, I love this question, especially since you're in the coffee um, industry. Okay, so a games athlete. Let's do this because you, you're very much a part of the, the games community. So maybe we'll say a, a prior, and this, is, this narrows it down quite a bit, and I already know your answer. This is a dumb question. I'm not going to do this question because I was going to say if you had to – Work out for the more with the morning, and then go get coffee with them afterwards. A prior games uh, podium winner, who would it be? And obviously, it's going to be Tia. No, actually. no. Who would it be? All right, prove me wrong. Right, so like, like, wait. So like, podium athlete. A podium athlete. One? A podium athlete, not a winner. A podium. So okay. they no, could be third. I would go with Pat Vellner. Really? Oh my gosh, I want to meet. Well, y'all are chiropractors, so that'd be good. Yeah, like the innate flows through us. I want to talk. So, <laughs> I love it. I think that'd be a really fun dude to hang out with for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right, Hannah. Well, we'll let you go. Um, thanks for taking your time out of your Thursday evening. I know you're super busy. I know you've got school and work and everything and training. So hopefully the injury gets better very quickly. You rehab it correctly and we'll see it in Spartanburg in October. Yeah, I can't wait. Thanks for having me on. This was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hopefully, thanks again. Yeah, hopefully we can do it again sometime. Oh, oh yeah, I'm going to have more reloaded questions. Yeah, ready. Yes. definitely. We'll get the whole crew together. We'll get the whole Good Habits crew together. I love it. That sounds yes. great. I love yeah. it. All right, well, y'all heard it here on the Apogee Fitness Podcast. <laughs>